an immensely warm welcome to the whole lot of you. Every last one. Welcome to Near Perfect Pitch, episode 148. Well, as is the norm, you're in for a treat this week. Tim Freeze Green is with us. Tim Freeze Green, him of production talk talk fame and individual artistic fame, of course, but most notably for his uh, time as producer for Talk Talk. Got a new project out with his wife, Lee, called Short Haired Domestic. And this week's programme is brought to you by Tim Freeze Green, Short Haired Domestic, Lee Freeze Green and the Garibaldi. Double interview this week, you're in for a treat, Ian Smith, the founder and the driving force behind Late Night from Glasgow Records, and of course, his biscuit of choice, the chocolate orange ginger, both interviews at the end of the programme, you can look forward to listening to them in about uh, two, uh, two hours, 15 minutes or so, the usual special features, we've got Hat Trick, Cover Me, Tune This, Essential Wax, my goodness me, Brinkley Fall, our oh, Weekly Peel, whoo! and our uh, interview features. If you're new to the programme, welcome. If you're not, thanks for coming back. I do appreciate it. And uh, I've been getting a lot of email lately, actually, about uh, being uh, non-available. Well, it's simply due to the task that I've been having software problems. No, no, no euphemisms there. Yeah, I've been having some software problems with the recording. So this is actually the third time I'm recording this programme, which... Yeah, I'm sick of my own voice at the best of times, but this is really, really trying me. Anyway, let's get the show kicked off, shall we, with a bit of Adorable.
Brand new stuff from uh, top Mank alt indie merchants, Juliper Sky. That's Afterglow that we just heard. Julipersky.co.uk. That's Juliper with an L. And before that, from 93, from their WLP, Against Perfection. From uh, 93, as I say, that's glorious by Adorable. A nice way to kick off any programme. Let's get straight into a special feature. Let's get stuck into our hat trick, shall we? Uh, Sometimes they have a theme, sometimes they don't. This time, they don't. But my word, listen to this by the snuts.
doesn't matter where you're going, baby. All that is important is that you've been dreaming lately. The whole world is there to discover if you need adventure. Tread very carefully, it might not lead to treasure. See the skies, think of wine, close your eyes, shut them tight. In the sand, holding hands, we are living, taking the sun. Wanting it all We have Friends in other dimensions They come with the sweetest intentions Suspended in dreams And beautiful things I'm standing here to protect you None of these things will affect you Beautiful things, suspended dreams Glory, it doesn't matter
the new sky, Lori. I love the new sky, Lori. I came to tell your story. All its glory, Lori. It doesn't matter where you're going, baby. All that is important is that you're still dreaming.
And that would be this week's hat trick. Culminating with delays from 2008's Everything's the Rush LP and uh, hooray. Before that, Laurie, brilliant stuff, new stuff by Tim Burgess, last track and uh, first single from the new LP, Love the New Sky. And we kick things off with Elephants by West Lothian's The Snuts. That's their latest single, snuts.co. Dot UK and the hat trick's designed to have three in a row where you can have a little break from my monotonous voice. Next up, let's have another special feature, shall we? Yes, we will. We're going to do Cover Me. There's actually more than one cover version this week, so this one is Cover Me Once. It's uh, the clientele, or if you're more sophisticated than I, the clientele. Uh, they're doing some Shack. They're doing uh, a cover of uh, Closer by Shack, uh, a track from 2006, The Corner of Miles and Gill, and it's quite beautiful. It takes a bold band to take on Mick Head's songwriting. Okay. Here, as we 
Dream those dreams, don't let them die. That's Enemies by Skylights, uh, another band off the fantastic Manchester label 42's Records. That is a gem. And as I say, that's called Enemies. It's off the Enemies EP. It's new, it's their debut, and it's rather, rather tasty. Before that, we had uh, Cover Me Once, this week's first cover version. That's Closer, as done by the clientele. Ooh, le clientele. Uh, and that's having a bash at Shaq's Closer, which appears on the corner of Miles and Gill, the last track on that LP from 2006. Time for, yes, another special feature. This week, it's uh, Tune This Now. Uh, Tune This is designed to be a song that you can sort of lower your guard to, parade around with a reckless abandon, singing into a, a hairbrush or playing a badminton racket in front of the mirror, that type of thing. This is not a, a sort of a dance floor banger classic, but it's a classic nevertheless. And it's going to Rob, actually, my mate Rob. Thanks, sir. He re-reminded re me as to the brilliance of this track. From your precious face I used to be wounded gone From so restless nights My aching heart would bleed For you to see
single from 2012 and appearing on 2013's Waiting for Something to Happen on Bella Union Records. That's Veronica Falls and My Heart Beats. Before that, The Lover Speaks, No More I Love You's debut single from uh, 86, since covered by Annie Lennox. And uh, that's on A&M Records. Do love Annie Lennox, who doesn't? But uh, this version, the original, absolutely stellar. And that's for Rob. Thanks, mate. Do appreciate that tremendously it's time for essential wax now which is another special feature every week we feature a a must-have record that should nestle nicely in your collection this week is no different we are bringing you before i tell you what i'm bringing you i can tell you who's bringing it to you everything indie over 40.com is a musical community that you need to be a part of lots of polls interactive aspects banter information nostalgia it's a great community join them everything indie over 40.com and all their social media they bring essential wax to you every week and this week it's happy birthday by altered images from 1981 produced by Stephen severin he of susie and the banshees recorded at rockfield studios except this particular track happy birthday
Second track off this week's Essential Wax. That's Dead Pop Stars by Altered Images, preceded by Happy Birthday by Altered Images. Now, I'll tell you a bit about this record. I did mention to you that it was produced by Steve Severin at Rock... Uh, Rockfield Studios, sorry, uh, except Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday is uh, the debut LP by the band Altered Images. It reached uh, number two in the UK uh, charts, which is huge. That's Happy Birthday, that is the single. The album reached 26 in the album charts. Uh, it was released on vinyl, of course, uh, originally, uh, but did see several reissues. Uh, and in 2004, the uh, Edsaw reissue, which is particularly good, entitled Happy Birthday Plus, uh, con- contains all uh, all the material you could possibly want from their early days, including Dead Pop Stars, which wasn't on the original album. It was a, uh, a single that peaked at uh, 67 earlier in the year, in, uh, in uh, 1981, as I seem to remember. Okay, so that's this week's Essential wax brought to you by our chums at everything indie over 40 now it's time for another new release let's go to portsmouth now and hear something by hotel lux I was always told that the very best lyrics would come straight from the heart 
I was always told that every lyric I wrote, it would tear me apart. I would have a notebook full of my deepest thoughts and I would sing them to a tune. So my iPhone's full of clever little lines. I sing them out of tune. I sing them out of tune. I'm like a tabloid newspaper.
You'd be forgiven for thinking that that's Chirin Breaks. Well, it is Chirin Breaks, but it's a little bit different. They're teaming up with uh, Phil Ramacon for an LP called Lounge at the Edge of Town. And that's a tune called Sunshine off that very record. And before that, from Portsmouth, Hotel Lux, with their brand new single, hotellux.bandcamp.com. Tabloid Newspaper is the name of the single and the song that we heard there. Next up, let's hear something uh, by uh, Aztec Camera, Roddy Frame. He was 16 when he uh, made Highland Hard Rain, his first LP. This is his second LP as Aztec Camera. And this is a tune off that particular LP entitled The Birth of the True. And afterwards, it's our obligatory fall Ah track which is in this uh, instance British people in hot weather which uh, seems to be uh, the malaise of the Great Isle doesn't it Magic that our time has traced Make a point of it in every place But every place deserves a curse or two For making me so far away from you I found some pictures of the world at war Couldn't suss what all the fuss was for I wear a picture of you wearing black Kissing me behind the butler's back Sometimes I get down But it's not you that gets me down It's just that sense of the impossible But you would just hand it down But oh no, not you Don't wipe your eyes over lies Just let them shine their blue On every whisper that welcomes the inconceivable and the birth of the truth I'd sack the world and make a second start Sack my head until it fouled my heart Sack the world and make a red parade To burn the banks down while the bugles played Sometimes I get down But it's not you that gets me down It's just that sense of the impossible But you would hand it down But oh no, not you 
wipe your eyes of lies Just let them shine their blue On every whispered welcomes The inconceivable and the birth of the truth On every whispered welcomes The unbelievable and the birth of the truth On every whispered welcomes The inconceivable and the birth of the truth Installment of our obligatory fall oh, is British people in hot weather. B side of 1989's telephone thing. And I tell you what, British people in hot weather usually is the conduit to trouble. 
and silliness. And you've seen that, haven't you? Anyway, don't adhere to that. Oh, got a text. Um, right, what's next? Oh, we've got something by feet. Uh, in keeping with weather, here's another tune called English Weather. Identified bites and ice cream wrappers at the traffic light. Hold up, transit van roof tappers will come the one night. And cold sandwiches, bowling cream chatter, salami slice vanishes down every bottle and garden retreat. And not by the sea, but you can still cool your feet. English weather, English weather.
eyes locked on your ex girl's social media. That's fine, mate, but I promise it ain't healing yet. Lift your head on, ma'am, there's plenty of girls. Take a glance, there's one right there, yeah, I'll take her to dance. This feeling it's familiar, but not so similar. As you get older, you'll find your sadness hides in tequila. Why does everyone keep staring at me? It's cause you're beautiful, mate, don't worry. Just leave it out! On the outer shell all seems calm but the eyes look jaded Strides of rhythm and pride seems to know his reality But step inside his mind and you'll find there's no morality He's prone to be a lot to his phone But I'll tell you my brother he ain't no clone He thinks for himself clocked up, locked in the zone He's an animal, you're an animal We all have instincts, are we any different from a cannibal? So I need, you need If we told each other how we think, would there be any need? Now that's the thing with life Everybody's out for themselves in an ocean of greed That's what I see, that's what I see Just leave it out Everything is moving along I tried to fix it I thought that it was done from the start Just leave it out Everything is moving along I tried to fix it I thought that I was falling apart Just leave it out, just leave it, 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 just leave it out. Just leave it out. That's a blatant rocker for you, isn't it? That is brand new from uh, Scouse Outfit Stone. Leave it out. New, new stuff. That's brilliant. That had me dancing around the studio. And before that, English weather by feet of last year's What's Inside is More Than Just Ham LP. Next, let's go uh, back to 1985 and here's something by the Comsat Angels. <laughs> Yeah. 
from just down the street. That's Montreal's Men I Trust with a single from 2017, menitrust.bandcamp.com. And that's a tune entitled Tail Whip that we just heard. And before that, Forever Young, Comsat Angels, a single from 85 that appears on Seven Day Weekend, the band's sixth, sixth LP. Weekly Peel now, another another special feature for you lot to get your teeth firmly sunk into. Peel session version of Miles Away by 14 Iced Bears. As the sun fades through in the summer rain All I want is you back again And I see your head is so far away I can hear what you want to say But you change, change, change
from the gorgeous Kendall. That's Def Robot with their latest single. It's called Cruel to You, and you can follow them at defrobot.bandcamp.com. And that's Def without the A, D-E-F, Robot. Before that, Miles Away, 14 Ice Bears, Peel Session from the 27th of July, 1987. Now we're going to be swept away to 1992 to 4AD Records, and we're going to hear something by Swallow.
45 years thinking Got proved wrong in a day By a gesture my friend made on the train It was a V for victory It was the wrong way around And then my life turned upside down And I can't get away with what I could before And I can't seem to hoister up this dying thing anymore Something that has changed off their second LP, Feral. That's Australia's RVG, rvgband.bandcamp.com. That's a tune called Asteroid. Before that, from 92, from their debut long player on 4AD Records, that's Swallow off the LP Blow with a tune called Sugar Your Mind. Very ethereal, very beautiful. Next up, we're going to hear something from Mary Lawson and St. Lowe, Morningless Dreamer.
That's a great track, isn't it? That's Real Estate with this tune called You from the new and sixth LP, The Main Thing. And before that, Mary Lawson and St. Lowe off 2002's Tricks for Dawn, a tune called Morningless Dreamer. Now it's time for the first of two interviews. As a reminder, I can let you know that this programme is brought to you by Tim and Lee Freeze Green, shorthead domestic and uh, the, the Garibaldi. Uh, Ian Smith, last night from Glasgow, and uh, the chocolate orange ginger biscuit, no less. I've missed Lee's biscuit there for some reason. I don't know why. I'll have to remedy that in some way, shape, or form. Now, who are shorthead domestic? Well, they are Tim Freeze Green, ex producer of uh, Talk Talk and uh, artist in his own right and his wife Lee and they've got a teaser to the forthcoming uh, eponymous debut uh, called A Song in Latin, A Song in Hindi. It's a two-track EP. I'm going to play both songs for you in a row before I head out to talk to them for a very, very interesting chat.
So you've just had the pleasure of listening to a song in Latin, a song in Hindi by Short Haired Domestic. Short hyphen haired domestic dot bandcamp dot com. You heard in sequence the first song, a song in Latin about the importance of comfortable shoes. Duh, very important stuff. And the second song, a song in Hindi for insomniacs. And both these tracks will appear on the forthcoming LP. And yeah, be prepared. You'll find this out on the interview in, in a couple of minutes. But uh, each song on the LP is sung in a different language. Brilliant concept. Brilliant uh, two songs thus far. Actually, I got a teaser for a third uh, a couple of days ago. Great stuff. You can expect big, big things from the LP. But for now, you've got the EP and my chat with Tim and Lee Freeze Green happening right now. Hi. Good afternoon. Good evening. Is this Lee? It is. How are you doing, Lee? Hi. Hi. Good, thanks. Yeah, um, so, so Tim's on the other phone, so hopefully he's there. Are you there? Hi. He is there. Hello, Tim. How are you keeping? I'm fine, thank you. Good. Well, it's remarkable audio quality, so this is great. I'm very happy with this because I was a bit trepidous, to be frank, but it's, it sounds sounds really good. Uh, I'm glad you got I've got Lee. I've just given that Lee's about um, six feet away from me. Oh. Um, and she's quite loud in my ear, because um, obviously she's on the same set of phones, so um, I'll maybe we'll just talk quietly and you'll still be able to hear her. Well, we'll make, we'll make do. It sounds perfectly broadcastable and I'm just delighted to be talking to you and, and uh, wanted to, to, to start things off by, by asking quite simply uh, how important the need is for, for comfortable footwear. It's the first, it's, well, it's the only time I've ever enjoyed Latin, to be frank. <laughs> my, 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 past, my past history, Latin and I haven't been the best of friends. But uh, you, you've, you've, you've made it, uh, you've made it uh, palatable, let's say, uh, for, 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 for a change. And, um, I was quite enjoying doing it, actually. It almost made me want to do Latin again for the first time since, like, I was 11 and I was forced to do it pointlessly at school. Yes, I'm in the very same boat. Mr. Coulson on his moped, who insisted that it was the uh, the most important subject on the planet, and the rest of us begging to differ. I seem to remember. Um, well, this this is the, the lead off to, to to the forthcoming LP, of course. And um, could could we talk just just briefly about um, the, the moniker itself, Short Haired Domestic? Um, there, there have been several guises in the past, of course. Uh, you know Heligoland, uh, and then of course Tim Tim in a solo capacity. There's there's, there's your works, of course. Big fan of CD Brisset. Mind, uh, just want to sneak that in there before uh, I went any further. Bit of Twilight Eyes can never go awry. Oh, thank you. Fun, fun, <laughs> fun. Um, I don't know where did the name come from. Uh, it was your idea. It was my idea. Yeah, yeah. and and I too I uh, she suddenly sprung it on me, and I chewed it around for a while. But I couldn't see a downside to it. One of the things that I liked about it was that it worked for the title of a project for the execution.
producers of that project. So almost like a band name or a project title. Um, and the other thing I liked about it was the fact that it didn't suggest any particular genre um, which suited me fine. So after having put it down in the middle of the floor and walked around it for a couple of days, looking at it from different angles, uh, I got quite enthusiastic about it. I don't know if Lee would have to tell you how she arrived at it. I don't know. Really, it's sort of a play on the common cat, which is called domestic shorthead. But I think the fact that, I don't know, I've got short hair, it's quite a domestic arrangement. It kind of works. I quite like the way it rolls off the tongue. Well, perhaps I'm, I'm digging where there's nothing to dig. <laughs> it just is called, it's called short hair domestic because it is. Because it is, yeah, it has, yeah, it is. <laughs> we didn't want to call it, you know, nine songs in foreign languages or anything too... Or too Eno. Don't get all Eno and get all get all complex like that. That would, that would scare people away, I'm sure. Exactly. Except the linguists. Yeah. Except the linguists, of course. They'd be coming in their droves to buy your material. I'm hoping the linguists won't because they might pull me up on some of my <laughs> the earlier translations before. I was like, I can't do this without help. I need to just to see who are... Who, who do I know that is a native speaker of another language and I'll get them in to make sure this is translated authentically and people, especially are getting people that were at least vaguely musical or understood that this isn't just a, you know, an office translation I'm after here. It's a lyric and it's, you know, yes. a bit of poetic license is fine. If there was a good turn of phrase in that language, then go with it. But just tell me what it is I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and how it evolved really from the first couple of songs we did. Well, because the first, the, the first teasers, of course, are, are a song in Latin, and, 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 and the, the, the LP's out not for another, I think it's four weeks to the day, I think, possibly wrong either side of the day there, maybe, maybe four no, weeks. No, the, the album's not out till August. Oh, it's um, August now, okay. Yeah, I thought, on Sean's advice, <laughs> so it's like, we've never done anything like promo of any kind. Right. So it's a nice, a nice staggered release then. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, yeah. To, in the hopes that the bit of momentum is gained en route. I guess that is, yeah, the, the thing that she's hoping for. But also, I mean, yeah, our son, one of our sons, is a film student in, which is in lockdown in London still. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've tasked him with making a video with all the limited resources we could give him, and so everyone's kind of dabbling away at it in various places and. And it won't be a project that we do live because it's just it's it's so much a studio created album. Yeah. So yeah. It didn't seem. Yeah. It was, we all were trying to go with Shauna's timetable, really. Lovely. And, and you mentioned you mentioned your son there. Of course, I was going to going to talk about um, about Jake and and the, the photos that, that I've I've seen in, in the press and and that that have been uh, yeah. been well, surrounded. That, that's our son Jake who is stuck stuck here in Devon with us. So he's in lockdown with us. Oh, okay. I'm just uh, trying to quantify. So he put the photos, yeah, and also did a bit of filming for us, trying to do as much video shooting as we could 
in within the confines of our house um, and garden. And then uh, yeah, Dylan is the, uh, our son who's in Kingston <laughs> doing film making. So he's editing it all. I think he's just using his excuse to mess around with some new animation software that he's just. Well, that's a very interesting yeah. family dynamic you've got there. You've got two. You've got uh, the parents who are very much in the audio vein. No disrespect to you, having some 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 video prowess. I'm sure you do, but uh, the, and then the, the the two the two lads with with a real a real visual aesthetic slant. Uh, yeah, I think Jake actually um, uh, is as much audio as he's visual. I, I listen to his record, by the way, and actually to some extent Dylan is as well because he plays trumpet and records in his own right. So. Uh, Interesting. I think everyone covers the music base, and to, to some extent, uh, we all cover the video base as well. So, <laughs> generally, if it's creative, we do it. Well, it's, uh, it must be an interesting uh, time at tea time uh, when, when you're all together discussing all these projects, and, and uh, does, does somebody waltz in there with an Excel sheet to, to, to go through deliverables? Uh, it, it's not unlike that. I, I, the, obviously, Jake might be working on something and come down for food and we might discuss the merits of different sorts of compression and then he'll go up and work again and I'll go back to my studio and work again. <laughs> so they, they can take on a quite a, a technical bent sometimes and obviously we talk about things that we're doing for each other um, in terms of what he's doing for in terms of uh, video work. So yeah, it's a... It's a constant family collaboration, really. The dinner banter must be must be fantastic. It really must be. It must be something to. Uh, to well, I, I would imagine there's there's no getting away from from the business. I would I would expect being that it's so inter interwoven. Is it? I don't know. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we're just quoting silly things from our favourite films they watch when they were kids. Normal normal family stuff. But, yeah. Well, I must so, say, I think because of the lockdown, everyone's got, there's been a lot more collaborative sharing of various, you know, not just among family, but generally friends that I just like, you know, here's a, here's a bit of a song that's been knocking around, but I might as well finish it because I've got time, so who do I know that could throw some percussion on this or whatever, there's been quite a lot of that happening. Fantastic. I, I was just on, on a sort of segue-related uh, topic here. I, I, I listened to uh, Jake's... Uh, EP for the first time, and uh, it, it's it's four four really really strong tracks. Oh, yeah, which one was that? The one you did ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't realize I just stumbled upon it, and and uh, that was yeah. It's, it's a good it's a good seven years old, but uh, there's some there's some good uh, good meat and potatoes there on those four songs. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a very solid songwriter, and I I uh, he's got a bit more. Uh, his personal life has taken a turn recently, which has given him more time to devote to his artistic pursuits. So um, he's uh, he's kind of going into songwriting and recording all guns blazing at the moment, and hats off to him for that. But I think it's really good that he uh, develops his songwriting and recording. Wonderful. Well, it's 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 a it's a process, of course, that lasts a lifetime, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Now, the LP itself, I want to hark back to the LP now. Um, oh. uh, how many languages are we looking at here in terms of uh, your exploitation of, of, of the spoken word? How, how many languages do you address? Nine. Nine, nine in all. So, so, yeah, so nine. 
songs. Nine yeah. songs, and they're all different different languages. Are you, are you able to rattle them off? Uh, yeah. So, um, so the ones on this this double A side is Latin and Hindi. Although that's not the order. Actually, Latin was the first one we did a long, quite a while ago now, and then there was a gap. So we did Latin, then we did Italian, then we did German. And then we tried to move away from Europe uh, with the Japanese, and mm. then Danish, and then Hindi, missed one out, Spanish, Yoruba. <laughs> uh, Yoruba. Wow. Um, there's one, one more Eastern European. Oh, Bulgarian. <laughs> we were after Russian, but I didn't, didn't find anyone I personally knew, and then I suddenly realised that our, basically, it's Next door neighbour is Bulgarian. So that, that sounds a bit sexy and Russian. I'll get her to do it. She was great actually. She she was like the fastest on the on the returning with the translation. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, but she, so, so yeah, I got anyone to translate and then talk, speak it very slowly into the, the phone. Or a couple of people actually came and recorded it here with me and spoke it through with me and helped me with like Danish. That's that's a weird language. That was quite a challenge. Some strange sounds, but I'm sure I didn't get at all in those ones. But well, I was going to ask you which was which was the hardest one to handle. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that the you know Danish Danish by its track record. I don't know from experience, having worked with some Danes in the past, that it's a it's a tricky one. I would imagine Bulgarian yeah. isn't a walk in the park either. Bulgarian was okay because she managed to she spoke it out for me very clearly and wrote it very phonetically. I was going to ask if um, things were phoneticized because that would help immeasurably, of course. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but you know, you still want to make sure you've got your kind of accents and emphasis in the right places, and yeah. At the end, there was always a uh, one of the hurdles that we had to jump over was was learning the scansion of it, you know, where the stresses of various words lay. Yes. In order for them to make song once they were what make make sure they they made sense once they were actually fitted into music. So it was not only whoever happened to be the melody writer on that particular song had to pay really close attention to how it sat within the track and how it sat with the strong and weak beats um, to make sure that you didn't get uh, anomalies that would sound out of place to a native speaker. So, so in terms of sequence, you know, you're the recipient, you write the lyrics, you're the recipient of translated lyrics, which won't obviously be the same as what you submitted. Then, mm. then, 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 then does that apply to the music and the bed? Uh, would it alter it in any way to be able, it must do, to be able to accommodate some of these cadences that are new in the, in the translation? Yeah, I'd like to think that we were quite resourceful in, in being able to move stuff around and mend melodies, although... I'm not a great fan of amending melodies generally without good reason, especially the scansion of them. But it obviously needs must, and there were quite a few occasions where we did have to amend. But generally, uh, there was no fixed rule about which came first. Sometimes melodies came first, and sometimes lyrics did. Uh, lyrics more often came first towards the end. But um, uh, it, it, we, we kind of tailored each situation as it came along, and they were all kind of treated differently because of the, the kind of, the, some of the melodies were definitive at the point at which they were decided on before the lyric was kind of joined up with it. So, yeah, it was, it got, that got, became more difficult, I think, when you did it that way around. So it's only it se- semi... It was an egg, actually, wasn't it? Because um, 
suppose mm. like yeah, you've got the lyric. If you're writing a song in your in your one's own native language and you've got a melody and you go, oh, I can't quite that line needs tweaking. It's obviously very quick for you to just rearrange the grammar a bit, the syntax, in order to make it fit the melody. But when you're dealing with a language you don't understand, you can't go, oh, I'll just miss out that front of that word and then it will fit. Because <laughs> you can't do that. Your <laughs> could be saying something completely wrong. So yeah, you could you could be you could be wanted. We had fit with the melody that had kind of come first. Mostly the the tin was starting with the with the rhythm track with um, loops and kind of getting the groove going generally. By which point the, the melodies probably came quite early on in your head at least, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I mean, and especially early on, like Latin, as Lee said, was the first one we wrote. I think I I I wrote that, but she almost wrote. The lyric to the melody on that one, which I don't think we did many times thereafter, but that was uh, that that I gave Lee that melody, as simple though it is, I gave her that melody uh, probably before she even attempted the lyric. So, so there's nothing formulaic about this at all. This is just very organic, and it happened as it happened. Uh, yeah, I, I just I just had a good feeling when I kind of came up with the idea of the project. I, 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 I had a good feeling about how it could work and uh, how it would, as you say, grow organically without feeling forced in any way. But I knew that, that Lee would be able to embrace the idea of working with different languages because I knew what her skills were in that area. So I was pretty confident that as long as... And, and also because I was, I was quite keen on keeping melodies kind of quite simple, but angular and not quite not very obvious right um so i i'm not i, I don't really i'm trying to avoid doing obvious i like simple but i don't like obvious so uh, I, I like to think that the the album as a whole reflects that i don't think the melodies are difficult but i don't think they're always quite what you expect well i seem to remember reading about you you know slowing down slowing down uh, the tempo uh, Funk-wise, as it were, and, uh, and, and, and utilizing, you know, break breakbeat loops uh, as as a point of departure for this project. Yeah. And is that something that you were very comfortable in doing? Oh yeah, very. I mean, I've, I've been looking for a new way to do rhythm tracks. Um, if I was going to do another uh, traditional album in terms of instrumentation, I needed a simpler way of. of of doing rhythm tracks because I was very bored with the way that I, I, the, the means that I had readily at my disposal. So for me, just taking uh, taking a bunch of vinyl, a great big loops from uh, from vinyl was a really obvious way to go. I basically decided what the number of tracks on the album would be, what's the fuse you can get away with before it turns into a concept album. Well, that number is nine. <laughs> um, so so that was decided really early on, and I simply. To all my all my uh, albums of great big loops, dump, dump the needle down each one in turn for about an hour and pick my nine favourite and said, okay, I'm going to use those nine. So those nine were then banked and I, some of them I did very speed and some I didn't. Um, but they all, you know, hip hop tends to move at a speed which is slower than funk traditionally moves at and, and I think so the template was almost built in in that you're going to work in the sort of BPM that hip hop moves at generally you're going to be talking slowed down front so uh, so that was my jumping off point
It's just very interesting how that was, the, the, as I say, the point of departure and how this just naturally became a, a, a layered project. And I've, I've been privy to the two songs so far and I've played them countless times. And I, I, do, I do have a, I'll sound, I'll sound common here and call it a penchant, but a penchant, which sounds really pretentious, but for, 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 for French lyrics. And that's not as big a departure being that I've had several years of you know, French language and, and uh, study at school, but to be, to be trying to sing along in Latin I caught myself doing it and, and then stopped myself immediately because I was guessing. It's, um, I, 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 th I thought that it would raise some interesting questions um, for listeners doing it in, in nine foreign languages. I thought there were some interesting questions to be raised around the idea of what it, how much of a lyric you need to understand um, before you can get a grip on the emotion behind it. Um, and my thinking was that you didn't need much at all. So that was also why I was quite keen on the idea of titling it as a description of the basic subject matter rather than just calling it something like uh, uh, just a, a rather more abstract title. So it's actually quite a useful pointer, the title's quite useful pointers to what the song is emotionally about. Um, and I think that's probably as much as you need, given that the music is obviously working to help inform you as well, as much as you need to be able to get some emotional hit off it. That, is, that was always my expectation. And, and, it, and it works well so thus far with what I've heard. It, it works phenomenally well. I find myself, as I say, singing to, along with words that, that, that uh, I'm not overly yeah. sure of. I'm hoping that you, you're going to get the lyrics and package the lyrics so that we can sing along to these things. No, and, and this was a, 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 it wasn't a bone of contention because we, uh, we, you know, we discussed it uh, at length um, from an early stage about whether we were going to print the lyrics on the sleeve or not. Um, and in the end, we felt that kind of undercut the purpose of the project to some extent. Plus, it was also inviting uh, native linguists to come and pick holes in our translation. <laughs> For those two, words, those two reasons alone, um, we thought it was a much better idea to just give an outline of what the song was about and simply leave it at that. You pair of cryptic individuals. <laughs> I like to think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Again, I understand you know your 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 slant there, and I, and I appreciate the merits in that. But selfishly, it's going to drive me mental. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, and of course, the other thing we could have done was to to put the English lyrics down, and to some extent, I do think that that was a better option. Um, but then again, uh, I don't know. I don't know why in the end we we just decided not to do that at all. I think it's a it's a it's a more a more pleasing abstract concept for me without the lyrics on the sleeve at all. Well, that's entirely your prerogative. I had to ask though because, um, as I say, I, I well, thought some some bonds in all the languages if they can be bothered to <laughs> work it out. Yeah. Well, I live in one of the enthusiasts. You know, there are plenty of people who are native speakers of all those nine languages. If they really could be asked. Like I can't write deep metaphorical. 
metaphorical lots of symbolism and things. Not that I'm, you know, <laughs> do that in English, but even more so, you can't write kind of a, a lyric in English that's full of poetry and alliteration and all those things because it goes completely out the window when it's translated. Of so course, of the course. Lyrics, the concepts are actually quite simple. They're all they're, they're quite straightforward sentences, really. I think the horrible one is possibly a bit more flowery and poetic. Um, and yeah, the most surprising word is untranslatable. There's no word in Yoruba for brown, so they have to actually say brown in the second yeah. line of the song. Oh, is that well, right? The songs, you're saying you're singing along, we don't know what you're saying, because you, Tim was saying the other day that he, well, he was saying there's a word that I was singing in one of them, but he, he just thinks I'm saying something quite it's silly it's in English. Something in English, Because yeah. it sounds like, yes. Liminoff or something. There's the Bulgarian where it mentions lemon and Liminoff. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, getting a education, as they say. Um, yes. I was going to... Uh, actually, I live, in, I live in the capital here. I live in Ottawa. So I could, if I was really quite uh, pedantic, I could be knocking on embassy doors and asking them to, uh, to try and uh, lend their ear to this if, if, I was, <laughs> if I was really super pedantic. Um, I was going to ask you about, obviously... Uh, well, not obviously, but uh, it seems to be a departure in terms of producing one's own material it's um it's a precious thing it's 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 something that you birthed essentially so um how how was the experience with with this particular body of work uh, be, being you know behind the board and and and, and, and finessing it is that a question for me i'm uh, sorry <laughs> yes i should qualify that that's that's more of a question for you sorry lee yeah, yeah. fine no um well, I mean, I haven't really commercially produced anyone else this millennium. So, you know, being behind the board, I've, I mean, I've, I've done Lee, Lee Song backing vocals on uh, my solo albums. Yes. I've recorded her uh, vocals on her own songs. You know, so we work together in the studio, not infrequently. So, obviously, the emphasis was slightly different on this and the stakes was possibly higher but um, I, I was never in any doubt that you know that it was I, I never thought that it would be politically the undoing of us in any way <laughs> and, uh, I was felt comfortable that, you know, that our, our relationship creatively and personally was strong enough to be able to deal with it um, that's a testament I, mean, no, it, I, I recall we, we recorded it at home as I've recorded every other album I've made since 2000 so well, in the late 90s actually so uh, in a way it, it, it was slightly odd working with somebody else because I do that very rarely but yeah. not really odd because I was working with Lee and I have worked with him quite a lot so yeah it, it was it, nothing Just wondered because sometimes these things can can uh, become problematic, and I'm I'm very glad that they didn't. There were a few pitch points. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Mainly was that they moved the goalposts halfway through the project. And, um, <laughs> so I moved from uh, I had to concede some territory to it. I I very carefully mapped out the way that our our tasks would interleave in a way to minimise friction, um, but then I had to, at her insistence, I had to concede some territory to her at the halfway point, which didn't sit easily with me, I have to say, um, but uh, and it was probably good that we stopped at nine. 
Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't want to involve any third-party councillors or anything like that. So I, I think I'll nip that one in the bud. difference between two-thirds and three-quarters that that nine percent <laughs> pushes you over yeah, the edge I, know. <laughs> I think I think that comes about from running I, I'm, um, I've been running most of my life and um, I've kind of learned to top up difficult runs into small pieces which yeah. is the way most runners get through um, or most athletes get through a long endurance races is to cut things up into smaller pieces um, so I, I kind of uh, uh, inculcated myself with that whole philosophy of, of, of fractionalizing things. So I've, I've done that for decades. So I naturally do it with the process of making an album as well. Well, it clearly works for you. There's this incrementizing of, of, of a body of work to make it more manageable and, and more sequential and then, then yeah. Uh, yeah, less taxing, I suppose. I, I just think it gives you... a. a it gives you hard points of achievement when yes. you've got to them and past them. You go, okay, there's only, I've got all this behind me now, I've done all that, look at all that that I've done. I've only got this left to do. That's, um, you know, that's, that's the way you need to look at it when you're trying to get through a difficult project, which, to be fair, all projects are difficult. I've never, I've, I've done one easy album in my entire life. Uh, so there you go. Are you at liberty to say which one that was? It was by um, uh, uh, an Irish musician called Brian Kennedy. Okay. And by, by virtue of the fact that Brian was such a lovely guy, really easy going, and it was a very tight band by and large. Um, I, I mean, tight personally. Um, it was just a very congenial atmosphere. Uh, and uh, yeah, we had a good time making that record, and I enjoyed that record. But. I can say that's the, I can say Hannah Hart's the only one. So everything else, yeah. So so that, that's that's contextual. That's contextual. That means that uh, you're not you're not rattling these out effortlessly. This is taking a huge amount of time, energy, and effort. I'm, I don't want to talk an awful lot about the past because we're here to talk about what's happening now and what's happening forthcoming. But your your, you, your work your work is very well documented. It's always just curious curious to put it into context because, of course, it's it's who you are and it does play it does play a part. But um, so you've answered that quite handily. I was going to ask you just a couple more questions, please, if that's okay. Um, it's always good to, to get a, a grip on what's moving you individually, the pair of you, in terms of uh, are there any artists out there uh, currently um, that, that you are particularly enamoured with? And uh, similarly, are there any, uh, any, uh, any producers that you think are particularly wizard-like at, at the same time? Uh, Lee can go first. <laughs> why, why, you, why you ponder? Thinking, uh, 
put you on the spot, Lee. Sorry I, about I, that. I hear, I hear the odd record that um, I hear the odd record that I like, and I like a lot. There's a lot of really good stuff around. Um, the problem is sorting through the stuff that you don't like to get to the stuff that you do. Um, and I feel like you need quite a lot of attention span for that, which I'm not pretty privy to. Um, uh, so in terms of an, an, a body of, an artist whose body of work I admire almost without exception, there are not many of those. I could tell you one, a, a Jonah's Policewoman. I'm oh. a huge fan of Jonah's Policewoman. Almost everything she does yeah. um, is different, unexpected, wrong foots you, um, but it's always great, and she's got always great people behind her, so uh, that's one I would put out the hat. Um, otherwise, it's probably single single records by artists. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't think I, I'd probably hesitate to name any particular one. Um, producers, again, I don't really know who records are produced by anymore, because yeah. uh, it's not too easy to come by that information, so... Yeah, I couldn't answer that question. No, well, thanks for your honesty. I mean, that, is, that is a tricky one, and you are right. I mean, I do have to, especially when you're acquiring a lot of music digitally, to try and get any kind of information is like is is, uh, is, is a Googling endeavour, that's for sure. Yeah, and I don't really move in the music business in the same way that I did 30 years ago, 20 years ago. So I, I, I'm not really, I, I just, I'm just not in that circle of, of people anymore. So I don't know who... I don't know who most producers are now. Well, the, I'm a very interesting person. You're not I, interested. I, I, I've talked much, Lee can talk a bit about this for a while now. She's had the time to think. Right, well, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I kind of get new... Well, yeah, basically, we've had... We turned off the news when the lockdown started, so we've just had six music constantly on in our house. And oh, OK. When the news headlines, we just don't want to hear any more bad news. But, um, so, yeah, there's been some quite good stuff on the six music playlist for the last few weeks. Who was that? Tina, somebody, something by Tina. Dip, by Tina. <laughs> we quite like that. Um, I don't know, I, I love going to festivals and I like to go and find all the bands that aren't the headliners. And just yes. That thing yeah, I'm also a great fan of non-headliners and yeah. festivals. I went to Rockaway Beach, which is like in a little, so like in a Butlins <laughs> comedy camp yeah. in January in the south of England. It's a very weird thing, but they have some really interesting, there's this uh, band called Nova Twins, who are like these two young, sassy, black rapper women, but, like, really punk. <laughs> it was so good. And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't seen or heard of them ever, and they were, like, really just such a breath of fresh air. Um, but, you know, I also really quite like the new Laura Marlin thing that's been played a lot at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. You know, I'm quite eclectic. I like loud stuff. Well, you've got a history of being involved with rather loud stuff. yeah. Yeah, we were kind of there being angry young women. You weren't quiet, no, that's for sure. Angry men and poor women. <laughs> <laughs> it's still important that women are making a lot of noise. Uh, anger's the lowest common anger. denominator, though. Yeah, you still keep the anger. But th that's yeah. yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot, but it's it's just some, one of those questions that, of course, the listenership want to hear as well. They're always curious as to you know what what sure. uh, what yeah. artists are listening to. I've I've got one last question, and please forgive me if you think that uh, I've uh, I'm out to lunch here. But it's a question I've I've always asked. Uh, largely because it's a, it's a very it's very important culturally and it's to, it's to do with biscuits and and it's conceivably that the, the pair of you uh, for some reason bizarre reason are in Ottawa at my house uh, and you've got a hot beverage in your hand and I come out of the pantry with the magic biscuit tin and I offer you 
any biscuit on God's green earth, past, present or even future, what would you clump for? Well, me, a custard cream any day, that is absolutely... That's, that's, I just, I'm just, re I just respect you for the sole reason that you didn't, uh, you didn't hesitate. You were straight in there because sometimes I ask this question to, to, to goodness knows how many people. And it's as if I've asked them to, to, to perform alchemy in their kitchen. They, they can't answer the question. You know, oh, very important question. I used to come home from school and easily eat a whole packet of those. Easy, easy. Okay. okay see, so <laughs> I, I think a lot of people try and overthink uh, the question of biscuits. Where actually they should just go with their kind of gut instincts on it, really, which is what Lee did there. So, straight in, you know, straight had in. I answered first, I would have said without hesitation that I'm not really a biscuit fan, but if you had any Garibaldi in there, oh. I would definitely have plumped for that because that's almost like fringing cake for me, which is a more acceptable form. Yeah, Tim's definitely a cake now. I really am. There you go. Yeah, you can expound the boundaries to enter into the world of cake. I've had people pushing it with the likes of Kit Kats and Twix bites and things like that. Oh, well, wow, that, that's, that's a whole different area. It yeah. is. Confectionery included. That would, you know, we might have answered completely differently. I know. Cause that would, that's, that's hopefully for another day. But uh, I've got your Garibaldi. Your Garibaldi and your custard cream entries will be dutifully entered into my very articulate uh, info, infographic, which is uh, a thing to behold, frankly. Um, and, Anyway, I, I'd, I'd love—I I just love my time talking with you. It's an absolute pleasure, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's great that I'm talking to two people who, whose careers I've, I've followed in varying different degrees over the course of blimey three decades. If that makes me sound as old as perhaps you are, which is kind of, kind of scary. But uh, it's an absolute pleasure, and and, and I'm just—I'm just ecstatic that uh, this this record's come out. It's, it's it's a singular record, and and I and I and I'm. I wouldn't hesitate in thinking that the, the nine tracker that's forthcoming is, is going to be a delight. I can't wait to hear it and I'll be playing playing an awful lot of it. And, and I wish you all the very best with, with this and, and everything forthcoming. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Dara. Thanks, Dara. You're very welcome. All the very best. Take care of yourselves. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Short-haired domestic. You are now aficionados of said band. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you so much, Lee. What what a great chat. What a great concept. What a what a what a pleasure to speak to these people. And uh, you've been witness and heard orally the uh, the fruits of the first EP to support the forthcoming eponymous new LP. And uh, that will be played on this programme. Assure, assure, is sure. Now next I'm going to play a song, a new one by the Dream Syndicate. It's not brand new, it's from last year's These Times LP. And uh, going to hear Speedway, then after that it's time for interview numero dos. I sense there'll be some shaking just before the wheels come loose It's never too late but it still ain't any use Banging on the shuttered doorway The owner is fast asleep Gonna work it out this time maybe just for keeps Don't stick around if you can't put the handle down The stakes are high if you run around with the crowd on the speedway Dancing 
Before I can straighten out this shit I fail to understand if you're talking to me
from the magnificent the Isolation Sessions LP. That's the Closed Lobsters covering cloth. I'm going to get into immense detail about what we just heard in just a second. But before I do, let you know that before we heard Closed Lobsters, we heard uh, Speedway by uh, the Dream Syndicate of last year's These Times LP. Uh, a, a sort of joiner between the two interviews. We've had our uh, chat with Shorthead Domestic. We've had some The Dream Syndicate in betwixt. Now it's time for interview number two. Now, the isolation sessions are on a label from Glasgow called Last Night from Glasgow. I'm going to be talking to chief instigator of the label and the project, Ian Smith. Curiosity Door was the song that we just heard by Closed Lobsters. They're covering Cloth. Now, the whole Isolation Sessions LP is 23 tracks in length, uh, having artist, uh, uh, artists on the roster cover each other's material. And I'll blast you through all 23 artists really quickly. Mount Doubt, Cloth, Lola in Slacks, Broken Chanter, Sister John, Gracious Losers, Lemon Drink, Nicole and Elliot, Andre Salvador, Annie Booth, Zoe Bestel, Bis, The Martial Arts, Vulture Party, Carla Easton, Foundlings, The Muldoons, Slime City, Closed Lobsters, Dear Leader, Medicine Men, Life Model, and L Spack. There you go. Now, I'm going to play you one more song from this album, but to learn a lot more, let's talk to Ian Smith, and I'll be back with one more song by uh, Sister John uh, to lead me on my merry way for episode 100 and uh, what are we looking at right now? 148. Ian Smith, coming right up right now. Yes, Ian, it's Tara calling from Near Perfect Pitch. How are you? How are you doing, mate? Sorry about that. I was doing my emergency shopping and was standing at a checkout trying to pay for something with my phone ringing, so apologies, I had to drop you. Not a problem at all. Uh, needs, needs must. I'm glad that you've managed to get your uh, your weekly supply in. That's good. That's good. So how, how, are, you, how are you coping? How are you coping personally? Well, you know, for uh, doing what we can. It's, uh, you know, it's, everybody says it's uh, unprecedented times. But I think everyone's also probably getting fed up using those terms to describe it. That's right. So it's, it's a kind of new normal just now, and we're generally coping fine. Uh, emotionally and personally, we're coping fine. Uh, Business-wise, LNFG is exploiting the hell out of the opportunity that's there. Yes, uh, absolutely. I think, that, I think that's the thing to do. I think, uh, I think people want reassurance and they get reassurance from people acting as if nothing has changed but there's also uh, a great void just now there's no live music uh, people want to be entertained so there's an opportunity I think to be active and aggressive in that marketplace and give people something to grab onto and we've certainly been trying that pretty hard. Well you've been doing a brilliant job and I just wanted for the for the listenership to, to, to go over stuff that's obviously patently obvious to you but just to give us a Give us some uh, context. Um, of course. The, the, the label itself, of course, is is a beautiful machine. It's last night uh, from Glasgow. It's a non-for-profit label. It operates uh, in a manner that is almost uh, in in the polar opposite uh, ways and means of, of most most record labels. That's for sure. Um, uh, give us a brief synopsis of, of how how the, the the genesis of the label happened uh, just just you know just uh, without okay. going into, into Tolkien-esque trilogies you know just a brief synopsis absolutely so so the label was founded in early 2016 it came on the back of me feeling 
to some extent, frustrated at Scotland's failure to grab hold of its independence two years earlier. Yeah. Uh, that might seem a strange thing to create the birth of a record label, but what had happened during the independence movement in Scotland is a lot of artsy creatives had got together and imagined a better society. Yes. Now, we ultimately failed to convince the majority of the population that this ideal concept was workable, but it left me thinking, those of us who have something can do more to help those that don't have something. Uh, I'm a big music fan, big record collector, and I've been watching the music industry through really exploitative promoters and really exploitative streaming services essentially tell the artists, you are nothing in this machine. Yes. Uh, and I really wanted to try and do something that said, we value you within this machine. Now, obviously, I had no experience, never run a record label, didn't have a clue how to go about it, but I felt that if you could appeal to people's socialism and present to them an idea that they could buy into, uh, we could raise the money to make it possible to do things differently, and we set about doing that in early 2016, basically saying to people, if you give us a few quid, we'll take that money, we'll form a record label, we'll sign artists, we'll release their music, we'll pay them all the proceeds, and what you'll get is you'll get the music. But we were very careful to say to these people, we've no idea what we're going to release, we've no idea whether it's going to be a success, so you're taking a gamble here, but you're taking a gamble for a good cause. Uh, we started 2016 with an idea, with one artist, and a desire for 50 patrons. We now have over 400 patrons. We have 25 artists. Uh, the patronage model still pays and funds all recording, all manufacture, all marketing, all press, all promotion, and the artists still make the vast bulk of all the money from retail sales. Wonderful. So on average, for a £20 record being sold in a record shop, the artist will walk away with 16 quid. That's, that's unheard of. about 16 times what they would get if they sold a record with Sony. 100%. This is this, I mean, I've, I've uh, spent my fair fair amount of time in, uh, as being in the music industry back back in the good old days. And yeah. what, what you're doing is, is absolutely remarkable in terms of uh, the retentive aspects of the revenue that's, that's being kept by the artists in a world whereby you are operating as almost the antithesis of, of what the machine is churning out. Uh, the Spotify and Apple Music and, and, and such like models whereby these these pittance amounts of money uh, are being offered to people via via streaming algorithms. Yeah. It, uh, it, uh, it's a very, very healthy approach what you're doing. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a testament to, uh, to Glasgow's spirit and community spirit. I think, I think that's more than fair to say. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a Glaswegian, as you can tell, but there's, 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 there's an awful lot that's always, always uh, made me respect, without, without a shadow of a doubt, the, uh, the, the ethic of, of, of the Glasgow music scene. There's always been, there's always been an element, granted there have been rivalries, but there's always been this uh, underlying community spirit whereby people are very, very apt at wanting to help each other. Is that more than fair to say? I think it's fair to say. I think there's also, for the same point, there's a completely self-serving, uh, I'm in it for me, uh, you know, as there is in every music industry, in every section of the music industry. I think it's true Glasgow has 
a social with central spirit. But I think that's true of Belfast. I think it's true of Liverpool. Yes, exactly. I think it's true of, uh, to me, it's always been true of shipbuilding cities. I don't know why I think that. That's what, no. With anywhere that built ships. That's a brilliant uh, analogy. A more cosmopolitan approach and sense of what's right and wrong. Yes. Uh, I think what I find frustrating about the music industry at large, and I was just saying this two minutes ago in our members forum, where one of my friends had posted a sign the petition to get Spotify to increase their streaming. And I said, why don't we just universally pull all our music off Spotify? Why the hell are we asking for petitions to get signed? Let's just boycott them. And I've always believed that there's power in a union. I've always believed that if you stand together, you win. But there'll be some arsehole thinking, well, if they all take their music off Spotify, I'll make millions because I'll be the only one left. Yeah. And it's that spirit of the the single person destroying the community that is is the problem across all aspects of of this country just now. The I'm all right, Jack, that I don't want to put myself down, I don't want to risk my opportunity. So what's encouraging about LNFG is as we've spent four years shouting at promoters for their £40 support slots and telling your DF concerts that we will not work with them and we'll blacklist them, shouting at streaming people, shouting at people for not buying music. The fact we've been doing this, you would expect we'd actually be getting smaller because people would be getting fed up with us. But it seems to be the case that we're getting bigger and more people are coming on board to support that mindset. And the labels who were scared to stand by us in the first place are now starting to realise that maybe that wasn't in their best interests and maybe they should stand alongside us and start trying to be ethical because it's the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> the very the very sentence that you're saying trying to be ethical is is is, is beyond my comprehension. I mean, you just 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 be ethical, but but try yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's it's. I'm just wondering, have you been approached by by other entities who who have looked at looked at what you're doing and said, you know, what are your best practices? I'd like to do one for. For Liverpool or Manchester or Glasgow, uh, Edinburgh or Newcastle or, or, or what well, have you? We, we initially started thinking last night from Glasgow will be a Glasgow record label, and as we grow, there'll be a last night from Leeds, there'll be a last night from London, there'll be a last night from Seattle. Yeah. We looked into forming last night from Calgary, but oh, we soon uh-huh. realised that the Calgarians that were wanting to set up this company were terrified by the shadow that we were putting on them. Because here were we three years down the line having done so much yes. and they were going back to the beginning. So it's now got to the point that I don't think the LNFG model is to have, if you like, franchises in other cities. The Glasgow in our name does not reference the fact we're a Glasgow record label. It references a lyric from one of my favourite bands, which happens to mention Glasgow. So a lot of people hear last night from Glasgow and think, ah, so you're a Glasgow record label. Well, how can we be? Andrew Salvador has signed the labels from Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. Foundlings signed to the label are from Brighton. Loud Mammoth are from Newcastle. So we're not a Glasgow record label. It would be nice to have pockets of activity in other cities, and it would be nice to have people who would work with us and deliver that. The real challenge is, and I understand this, is finding someone who wants to give up as much of their time for no money as I'm prepared to give up. Yes. Uh, we have 10 or 12 volunteers who give up a small amount of their time for no money 
But there's no one putting 40 hours a week into LNFG apart from me. Crikey. Who's going to want to do that? That's that's a very fair point. I mean, you've got to you've got to hit hit the jackpot with the right person in the right place at the right time. It's it's yeah. a big ask, isn't it? It is. It's very very unlikely. Uh, we might be lucky, and we might. You know, I think what's going to happen with LNFG, and it's inevitable. This has to be the case. Although we're a not-for-profit label, there's nothing that said we wouldn't ultimately pay people to do a job. You know, staff taking on commercial press officers. You've just taken a guy on in Athens, Georgia, to handle worldwide press for us. He's not being paid anything like the level of money that UK press companies want. Uh, we've got a plugger who works for us who's paid to plug for us. We've got a label photographer who gets paid. So it's not unreasonable that we might in a few years say, do you know what, we'll employ some office staff that can actually run the infrastructure of the label. Wonderful. And uh, not-for-profit doesn't mean people don't get salaries. It means the company isn't doing this to generate proceeds for the company or the shareholders. We get to the end of the year and we want to have a zero balance sheet. And when you're growing at a rate of 35% a year, it's a bloody difficult job having a zero balance sheet. You have to find more and more things to do and more and more ways of spending money. Absolutely. Uh, and interestingly enough, that's where isolation sessions comes along because there's a great way of helping people whilst burning surplus cash. Absolutely. And what's what's your your background? Because are you are you a, a chap who's cognizant of of of, of P and Ls and and you know? Yeah, I've, I'm I'm 25 years running an insurance company. Yeah, so I mean, you 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 know the ins and outs of running a business and all all the finances. Well, yeah. And I think that's what set LNFT apart. We were founded by six people. Uh, although there's only two of us still running it, the other four basically drifted away because it was either too much work or it was too much friction. And that's understandable. You start something thinking it'll be a two-hour-a-week hobby and it grows into a 40-hour-a-week behemoth. A lot of people chuck it. But the people that did found it, we had an IT specialist, we had an MD of an insurance company, we had a fundraising specialist. None of the people in the company were music people. We were all business people. And when you start a business and the first thing you do is register at a company house, set up a business plan, uh, and you've dealt with all the finances and the management before you tell the world you exist, you've got a much better chance of succeeding than if you go, wouldn't it be fun to stick out a picture disc of our best fan, our best friend's band, let's see what we can do with it. Absolutely. Uh, so we didn't set this up to be cool, we didn't set it up because we had mates who wanted to help, we set it up because the industry needed someone doing this properly. Which sounds grand and arrogant, and of course... It's easy to sound grand and arrogant four years down the line when you're 30 times the size you were when you started. We had no idea it would be this successful. Well, it's a testament to your, I'm not saying naivety, but the, the pureness of the, of the venture when you started out. There was no ulterior motive. It was very clear what you wanted to do. So there was no, there's no, no chance for anybody to pick holes in your, your, your ethic behind this venture. It's very, very pure. It's the it's the it's the it's the polar opposite of avarice is what it is, and it's it's something that that blows my mind. You know, having come from that that industry many moons ago and have remained very involved in the world of music, what you've done is is quite startling. And the very fact that self-professed that the the founding members weren't really steeped in musical, uh, you know, musical professionalism. Uh, 
it blows my mind because you put together a wonderful, a wonderful comp, and and you've, you've aligned yourself with the likes of uh, Paul McGeechan as well, which which is pretty cool. How did that How did that happen? Uh, well, we were approached. I mean, that's the funny thing now. Even better, uh, even better. I myself having, you know, sizable artists knocking out of the and saying, we'd like to work with you. Uh, and the challenge for us is to take advantage of those established artists. So we've got Close Lobsters, we've got this, we've got Paul McGeekin. Yes. Later this year, we'll do some work with Joe McCallum, the next superstar in BMX Bandits. Oh. Uh, our offspring label PNFG is going to release the Blue Bells album is that for the right? first time in 30 years. Wow. Uh, Sorry? I said, wow. I'm just saying the McCluskeys are back. So that's great. Yeah, so but all of these commercial endeavours and there'll be people in the sidelines sneering saying, look at them, they're selling their soul. No, what we're actually doing, and I've got no, I make no bones about this, every time someone comes to our store and buys a Blue Bells album on pre-order, they spend five minutes noticing bands they've never seen before. Yes. And if, if we get back to putting on gigs and we're able to put on a Bluebell show at a 1,000 capacity venue, you can bet your bottom dollar there'll be two of our unknown or lesser known bands on the bill. Yes. So this is entirely a commercial endeavour in our part. The, the decision to start working with more established artists is because that will raise the profile of what we're trying to do at the grassroots. Uh, we still want the, va the vast bulk of what we do to be artists that would not get the support elsewhere. Yeah. So yeah, we've released Close Lobsters this year, we're releasing Starless this year, but we're also releasing music from Mount Dow, Slow Weather, Lemon Drink, uh, Foundlings. There's, there's no shortage of lesser known young up-and-coming artists getting the same support that Paul McGeekin and Starless are getting. It's brilliant. And in fact, Paul would rather be with us uh, than anyone else, or that this would rather be with us than a major label, or that Coast Lobsters would rather be with us than a major label, I think says that they can see the benefits of it. And I'm starting to get to the stage that I can't see the disadvantage of it. Uh, we've got worldwide distribution through proper, we've got worldwide press support. What can, you know, no disrespect to them, but what can heavenly offer a band that we can't? Other than maybe more money spent on promotion brackets, more money for you to pay back from the profit of your records. That's because it. All that money that's getting spent in promotion is coming out of your top end anyway. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I can't pick holes in it whatsoever. And you're also placing a parallel to one of the uh, you know more ethical, cooler labels out there who aren't as mercenary as most, but are still deemed you know uh, a major indie, if you like. Um, well, I chose them deliberately. I've got a lot of respect for them and a lot of time for them. I look at Bella Union and I hold Bella Union in high regard. Yes. But the fact remains, if the Flaming Lips were signed to LNFG, they would sell as many records with LNFG as they would with Bella Union and they'd make more money. Yeah. Yep. And that's because nobody needs, the Flaming Lips don't need a record label to market them. The Flaming Lips need a record label to handle logistics. Yes. So... We're at that stage that, sure, we've got a band with cloth in our label who seem to be growing well. They're getting lots of sick support. They're selling lots of records. There's a lot of buzz about them. They've been in a BBC Four soundtrack recently. Yeah. Everything about them says they're on the way up. But the truth is, a label like Bella Union or Heavenly could inject much more cash into the promotion of this band than we can. But the reality of that is, that that will be much more money that's due to be paid back 
And our objective is that the band get to the end of the year and be up, or at absolute worst, be break-even. Because the thing that's going to cause a band to break up more than anything else is the financial pressure of servicing debt and the pressure of being dropped by a label because you haven't sold 10,000 copies or something on iTunes. Well, Christ, we can sign a band tomorrow, we'll sell one copy, we'll still release for second album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm smiling and, I, and I'm laughing here because what you're doing is. I, and I know you've heard this from countless people. You don't need an accolade from me to to, to, to have you realise what what it is you're actually doing. But I'm, I'm absolutely just made up. I, I've I've listened to the to the compilation countless times, and it's not only uh, highlighting the amount of talent, but. Um, the, the, the actual machinations to put something together like this is is something to, to, to behold. It's it's a beautiful compilation. It's I think it's going to be the catalyst that's really going to uh, to push this over the edge, which which I hope is indeed the case because it's it, it's not just a a singular good idea. It's a, it's a singular good idea that probably the ripple effect involves hundreds of people. It's it's a beautiful endeavor. Well, I mean, there's twenty three artists involved in it. There's producers. There's mixers. We've got a whole side project of photography sitting alongside us with our label photographer flying around the country and shooting artists hanging out their windows. That is unbelievable, by the way. This project is a really interesting testament of the times. Yes. And I think what's particularly appealing about it, if I'm going to blow our trumpet, is the fact we instigated this before lockdown had even started. Yes. We saw lockdown coming on the 18th of March and we said we better do something. Now there's lots of people now setting up projects and businesses to help them cope with lockdown. Uh, we didn't do this to help cope with it. We just felt, you know, people need help. Venues need help. Record shops are going to help. Artists need something to do. Let's not wait till we're all desperate and exhausted and this become commercial. Let's do it now. And it really did. It took it took from ten past three and went to the 18th of March till. 20 to 5 by the time it was in our shop as a real life concert and by the following morning we had 23 artists signed up to do it well you've also got Uh, this wonderful you've got this wonderful positioning now where you can you can pivot and move laterally very very quickly by virtue of being nimble because of the size of what you do. It's almost a boutique essentially is what 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 you're what what you're operating, which allows you that uh, that speed of reaction and allows you to be proactive and not necessarily reactive at the same time. Well, there's also the fact that we are, to some extent, cash rich. You know, we're not talking hundreds of thousands of pounds here. Our turnover in the year will be less than sixty k. But we've got money in the bank at all times, so if we want to do something, we can move pretty quickly. Uh, And because we're not chasing profit, uh, and we see the value in the manufacture of something being on the patronage side, that the members will get a free copy of it. So that's how we're making its value. We're essentially guaranteeing 400 record sales of everything yes. if you reverse the economics. Well, if you set the band pressure record and will guarantee you'll sell 400 of them, they wouldn't believe you most of the time. No. So we can look at anything and say, let's release an album of far sounds, it's going to have 400 customers. Now, those artists are not being paid because that record has been given to the members for free, but they're also not being charged to manufacture, distribute, promote, release. It's a totally free endeavour for them. So that not chasing profitability keeps the business wholesome because all we have to decide is whether something's worthwhile or not. We're not saying no one's going to buy it. 
uh, and we're not saying let's do this because lots of folk are going to buy it. So the number of times we've been approached by managers saying, you know, our artist's going to be the next big thing. I mean, I could list a few people that have been dropped in front of me in the last couple of years that I was told was going to be a number one star in the next six months. And a couple of them have turned out that way, and we've rejected them in the grounds we thought they were rubbish. <laughs> and no amount of someone saying, this is going to sell, buy the truckload, would make us sell our soul and release something we didn't believe in. It's... There's a few record labels, I think, who would turn down a profitable venture if it could be guaranteed. We don't make any profit, so who cares? I'm just struggling with the very fact that you're fiscally responsible as a record company. That's what's good. That's, uh... Well, we're physically responsible as people. We just happen to run a record company. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's, it... that's the difference. <laughs> that's a massive... shop we're running, it would be fiscally responsible. Uh, the record industry can be run successfully. Businesses can operate ethically. Profit can be wise. You know, revenues can be maintained. Uh Businesses can work if they're run the way they should be run. Most record labels aren't run the way they should be run. You know, you've got to watch 24-hour party people to know that's not how to run a record label. No matter how wonderful the output was, yeah. that company should not have gone bust. That company should not have found itself in the position it was. No. As much as it's a glorious, romantic story to tell now, it's still an absolute disgrace that they allowed such a blossoming, brilliant, creative entity to die so horribly. Well, by virtue of business ignorance, essentially. Uh, Entirely by virtue of business ignorance. Yeah. You know, we don't have any contracts. Factory didn't have any contracts. The factory had one contract which said you could piss off whenever you like. Well, our artists know that if they piss off whenever they like, they also lose access to all the things we're giving them. So we're smart enough to have uh, a sense of loyalty embedded in our relationship because of what we do for them. Factory never embedded that sense of loyalty. No, 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 no. I, I, I love, I love what you're doing with, 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 with the patrons. I love what you're doing with, with the, the ever, ever growing. Uh, registry really of, of, of artists and it's it's a sustainable trajectory that you're on as well it's not going to end up having you fumbling and, 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 and having to change your business plan or model anytime soon it's entirely manageable and my hat goes off to you I, I, I've been wanting to talk to you and to share this with the, with the listenership because this is one of the in my opinions in my opinion rather uh, the, the the success stories of recent musical times it really really is it's, it is a real uh, a real pointing towards putting your mind to something having the right uh, the, the right ethic behind the, the venture and uh, and your preparedness of course uh, is mixing the romantic ideal with actually knowing what you're doing how about that because that, that's well, that. I, think, I think that's the key. I mean, we could have ended up being a five thousand a year turnover business as we intended to be, and we could still be operating as a five and five thousand pound turnover business, releasing a couple of records, keeping fifty folk happy, being ethical, and doing everything right. That if I were to look in on the outside and say, "What's the success story here?" The success story is we're now uh, approaching hundred thousand pound business, doing exactly the same thing the £5,000 business would be doing. We've never changed our approach in order to cultivate more turnover. And actually, we're sitting just now as a company 
frankly staggered by the level of turnover we're generating just now. Marvellous. Uh, we did more business in April than we did in the first quarter of 2019. And we've done more business in the first two weeks of May than we did in the whole month of April. These are these are just staggering numbers, and uh, any any CFO would be pretty uh, pretty impressed with these kind of metrics. That's for sure. Yeah, the thing is, we know it's not sustainable. We know we're in a we're in a, a, a bubble just now, where our patrons are middle class, upper working class music fans in their forties and fifties for the most part, who are furloughed or working from home. They can't go to restaurants, they can't go to gigs, they can't go on holidays. So what can they do? They can bloody well buy records. That's what they can do. <laughs> That's what they can do. Uh, so we can see that. Uh, and there's no doubt that we are, you know, enjoying a bit of a, you know, blossoming period for the last four or five weeks as a consequence of that. What we have to do is grab hold of it and sustain it. We don't need to have a June like we've had a May. We don't need a July like we've had a June. But the people that we've pulled into our company and our community in April and May, we've got to work at keeping hold of, so they're still here next April and next May. Uh, and if we stay this size for the next 10 years and never grow, we'll still be releasing eight albums a year. We'll still be giving artists the vast bulk of all the revenue, not profit revenue, uh, because there is no profit from our perspective. As I say, if a record sells for 20 quid, the band are making 16. It is, and I, I know you're sick of the old cliches as well, because of course the cliches are cliches for good reason. But the new normal, I'm hoping that what you're doing is a catalyst to to copyists, uh, to to plagiarism, and to to people assuming some of your best practices and and being able to emulate them moving forward, whereby yeah. whereby ultimately the artist gets to keep more of the money. That's the bottom line. Well, they should do. They're the creator. You know, it's it's ridiculous that that isn't the case. And people who defend streaming and defend Spotify often make comparisons to the fact we all sign up to Netflix or Amazon Prime. But they totally miss something in that analogy, which is that Netflix and Amazon Prime are not the premier sites of new movies and new television, unless it's television and movies that they themselves have made and paid directors, paid actors, paid best boys, paid sound guys. Spotify and Apple Music create nothing. No, they, they just they, they absolutely nothing for the revenue that they generate. Yeah. Other than paying huge amounts of revenue to multinational record labels who are still retaining percentages that were agreed back in the days of C D manufacture and vinyl manufacture. Yeah. It doesn't cost Warner Brothers a cent to Mariah Carey's back catalogue up in Spotify, it costs them nothing. So why the hell are they keeping 95% of the revenue? 
No, it's 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 not even curation. It's just taking advantage of submission. It, it it's it, it's amazing that they managed to dupe so many people for so long. I don't think that's sustainable either, frankly. But uh, there's going to have to be a coup, and you're 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 very much a part of that coup. Yeah, but the coup needs the coup needs Taylor Swift and Mariah Carey and Beyonce to say screw this, we're off. But the minute one of them says screw this, we're off. The big execs of Warner's come along and say, and now don't be off, here's 3.5 million to sweeten the park. That's right. So what the world needs is is ethics and morality and people doing it properly. But let's be honest, if we had ethics and morality and people doing it properly, we wouldn't have a Conservative government, Trump wouldn't be in the White House, and Brexit wouldn't be happening. Wow. So you, yep. the music industry is just echoing yep. the broken capitalist system that affects all aspects of life, just now. No, you're absolutely bang on. It's 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 a petri dish of 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 of, of the world at large. Um, yeah. sa- sadly, sadly, um, I was going to ask you to to do to do me a favour and uh, choose a couple of songs off off the sessions uh, LP to 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 play for, for. You you can choose any couple that you like. Okay, well let let's go for let's have Sister John's take on Stephen Solo. Okay. Uh, I'm choosing this because Sister John are the band I'm probably closest to, and the one that I feel is most at the heart of LNFG. They've been with us from the very get go. Uh, they're a band I manage, they, they mean a lot. Stephen Solo is probably the Vinnie Riley of LNFG. Yeah. He's the unknown guy that we back and no one's ever heard of. Yeah. But interestingly, when bands were asked to pick songs, Three bands chose songs by Stephen Solo. Yeah, I see that. So yeah. he's the most chosen artist on the album. So let's get Sister John doing Stephen Solo. And then my favourite track in the album uh, has got to be Close Lobster's Take on Cloth. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I'm a massive Lobster's fan. I had them on the show a, a few weeks ago and they'd made no mention of this because this obviously was around about the time that this was coming together. Uh, yeah. And it, it's it, I've got, got the Cloth LP. It's it's a really 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 good take, and 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 I'm just delighted that you managed to get lobsters on there because that's going to give a little bit of a shot shot in the arm to the project, I would suspect. Well, the funny thing is, I didn't think they'd be able to do it as they're spread across Britain. They probably are reliant upon recording studios more than most of our artists are. Yeah. So I thought, nah, there's no point even asking them. Uh, but Andy from the band contacted me to say, can we do something? Mm. I just fell off my seat going, can you? Christ, of course you can. Yeah, what and a geezer. They told me they were going to do Curiosity Door by Claude. I thought, well, this is going to be great. Uh, and it really is. It's right up my Trout Rock Street. Uh, <laughs> it is. It really, really uh, is. It's two very different bands doing two very different songs. So that's really nice contrast for you. Oh, brilliant. It, I'm, just, I'm just so grateful you, to, to you for this chat. And I'm... Your enthusiasm is infectious, and, and and I can only wish you the very best. And and you've just done everything properly. And, and my, my hat goes off to you, as I'm sure that the audience would would, would concur. I mean, it, it's something to behold. And I've got one last question for you, if if, if you've got a, just a couple of seconds more. And it's a question that's non-music related, but it's it's culturally relevant. And it's hypothetically, for some bizarre reason, you're in Ottawa, and you're at my house with a cup of tea in your hand. And I, and, I, and I come out of the, uh, the, the, the the pantry with the magic biscuit tin, posing the question to you. You can choose any biscuit, past, present, or even futuristic. What biscuit would you plump for? What would I plump for? Past, future, or present? Any Bicky. Any Bicky-related article. 
I'm honestly trying to go back to my youth and think, what did I really love that you can no longer get? Yeah, there's lots of that. And I'm going to pick something and folk are going to go, but that's such a terrible idea. What biscuit? Jesus Christ, that's an interesting question. Isn't it just? I've got this... You know what, I'm going to go present and I'm going to say that a chocolate orange ginger Wow. is a very satisfying biscuit. It certainly is, and you are the first taker for said biscuit. Um, I've got got this uh, four-year-old infographic that I put together with all the artists that have been on their, this latest rendition of the show, adjacent to their uh, their uh, biscuit of choice. So I'll, I'll eventually get you a copy of that. And I think that you are. In fact, I don't think I know that you're the only one in that category. So fair play. You're also you, 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 unique in another way, which is lovely. So in the meantime, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Let's keep it. Keep in touch, and anything I can do to help, I'd be delighted to. At my end of things, I'll get, I'll get a copy down to you as soon as it's available. That is smashing. It's, it's been been a pleasure, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourself. Well, take care, mate. Thank you. See Bye. ya. Fiscally responsibly running a record label. Blimey, what an oxymoron. What, what an absolutely brilliant concept and how it's it blossomed into what is uh, last night from Glasgow.com right now. To buy all the stuff, actually, go to shop.lastnightfromglasgow.com. Ian Smith, what a gentleman, what a, what a sage man, and he's doing a great job there showcasing a litany of wonderful new talent and uh, going the whole hog, not skimping on anything. The artwork, uh, the attention to detail, everything about the label is stellar. One more song from said compilation. Let's hear The Secrets You Keep, as done by Sister John. This is a Stephen Solo song, originally. When all the highlights turn into low lights And in the cold light that seems to fit right I was a letdown, the story goes round You're my queen of put-downs in a razor crown Secret you keep. I love you more with every name in your sleep. I love you more with every cup that goes deep. At every cliff edge, you've thrown me. the aim and give the order I sing of my joy you rage destroy I am the blue wave you're my forest flame I love you more with every secret you
dip your toe in the water with Last Night from Glasgow Records with Buying the Isolation Sessions. You can get it at shop.lastnightfromglasgow.com. Do purchase it. It's wonderful. It'll give you a really good introduction to the wonderful roster of artists that reside on the label. And also, don't forget about Short Haired Domestic, short-headdomestic.bandcamp.com to get the EP, a song in Latin, a song in Hindi, and the forthcoming eponymous debut which is uh, uh, around the corner, I believe. I don't have a concrete date, to be frank. I'm a bit embarrassed to say I don't know the exact date on that one. Anyway, that is the end of episode 148. Thank you very much for joining me. As ever, my thanks, of course, go to Tim Freescreen, Lee Freescreen and Ian Smith, yourself for listening. Do me a favour in the interim, would you? Recommend the programme to someone who has, has musical taste, who perhaps hasn't discovered the programme yet, or to someone indeed who hasn't got any musical taste that could use a little bit of assistance, uh, maybe near perfect pitch, can help. So uh, do visit me on social media. Next week, you're in for a massive treat. The interview's done. Mark Gardner from Ride. Lucky, lucky me. Lucky, lucky you. Have a great week. Be nice to each other and be safe. Ta-ra.